Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We doing this live? We good? We're good, live. We're good to go? Yeah, check, 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 check. We're good. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. Let's do it live. Uh, Breeze Nation, what's good? It's your boy, Path the Designer, back at it again. We got the squad in the building. Hey, where'd that ad lib come from? You're not rocking with it? Look, hey, I, I dig it. I dig it. I love it, man. In the chat. Yeah, I already know how we do, man. We, What's of good, course, family? have the super producer, Joel Holt, in the back. Oh, and uh, you can't see him on camera right now, but uh, Jay Garf in the cut. Jay in the cut. What up, baby? There you go. There gang go. signs, gang signs, gang signs. Appreciate no gang signs. No gang signs. We are not gang gang. gang signs. Please, please, no gang signs. Uh, appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love. As always, man, listen, I want to hear what you guys' biggest questions are heading into the 2023 season about this Chicago Bears team. Oh, okay. All right. We talking. We talking on camera, huh? That's what we doing? Uh, but no, I, I want to hear. No, that was, that was my question. Oh, okay. I want to hear you guys. Oh, <laughs> what is he talking about? <laughs> Bro, that mother just started talking to me. I was told off. <laughs> biggest questions, biggest opinions heading into the 2023 season. And, of course, the super producer has a special surprise for everybody <laughs> in the building. <laughs> He has compiled his list Ooh. in a what'd you say it is? It's like about, about a 14-minute video. It's 15 minutes. 15-minute video. video. So we're gonna have a, a, a movie section, right? Imagine <laughs> the teacher rolling in the desk like back in the Ooh. day, uh, where we get to see the top 10 quarterbacks based on his opinion in Bears history, and we'll be reacting to that live on the air. We got so much coming for you guys. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. Appreciate you guys for tuning in and showing love. And at the end of the day, Rashawn McCants was trash. But uh, let's jump into the show, man, kid. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Clap it up. <laughs> Clap, Clap it up. up what? Clap it up. Clap it up. Hey, hey, Joe, Joe, switch to you. Clap it up. Switch to you. Switch to you, Joe. Clap it up. Everybody got to clap it up. You want to know why? My boy Pat was on there looking no, good today. He just wasn't on. My boy Pat was looking good today. Oh, well. He's up there looking like a pure vet up there. That's actually a great comment. This is actually how it felt. Did you, did you, wait a minute. Wait, did, you, did you just tip, tip there it? You go. There you go. Yeah. Hey, 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 Derek G, the respect uh, uh, situation going on right here? Like, yeah, absolutely, man. Up there looking great. We got to give it to you, man. Congratulations. Uh, they gave you a moment. And, and uh, you absolutely killed it. So uh, we expect to see more of you up there. Uh, we, we expect more of you. Think of this as the uh, talk review. Uh, we expect to see more of you in the near future. Yeah, some pointers, though. What you need to do moving forward. Okay, all right. Okay. <laughs> pointers up in this, John? Hold on now. Wait a minute. No, I just I, – listen, I, I, I appreciate every – listen, we don't get here without first off the team. Um, you know, my brother's rocking with me this entire time is, is one of the biggest things. I thought I could always do it myself. Lone wolf this, John. Uh, I'd be tired. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, it, we, we, we got a great product here, and uh, this product took it over to ESPN 1000, and they wanted to rock with us. And, you know, uh, it seemed like all my bosses were really, really happy with uh, 
how the show turned out today. Of course, my co-host today, Shay uh, Norling. Shout out to Shay. He uh, he was really rocking with the show as well. So, I mean, we had a good time, man. We had a fun time, and uh, I can't wait to do it again. That's that was a great today was a today was a good day, as Ice Cube once said. You know what I mean? Like that's day that's really where day. it ends up at. Can we get music? We can't get licensing for like. Can we play music? That, I mean, I mean, ESPN be can't even play music. If you see our live streams, they all demonetize because of how much music we say, play on dude, the radio. Show. They were playing Poison. Yeah, they were playing, nah. they were hey, jamming. hey, but but I'm sitting in there. That's the tough part, right? So I'm sitting in there reacting to. Uh, the music that's happening and no one else is moving. Meanwhile, I'm in there poison, dude. Poison. They were jamming. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, am I not supposed to be uh dancing to this? Am I, am I supposed to treat this like a regular day? No, but uh, appreciate all you guys that came through for that. Appreciate all you guys who have shown love. Let's jump into the show, man. Some of the biggest questions for the Chicago Bears heading into this 2023 season. We're pretty much here, right? Like the the season starts next Sunday. Really excited to see what this team is going to be able to do. What are your biggest questions that still remain on your mind heading into this season? I mean, I'll crack it off. My biggest question, what the heck is going on? Between the sheets in my home. What the hell is going on? <laughs> Let me explain. Not the zoom in right on point, though. <laughs> zoom in was on point. No, but, uh, but no, what's happening with the offensive line? That's my real question. Where, where we're at right now, I'm sitting here looking at, okay, right, the, the last thing we heard about Nate Davis was uh, what kept Nate Davis out of training camp, what kept him out of practice, uh, injury and other things. What other things? Things you don't need to know about, my boy. No, no, no. I need, I, I, listen, I get it, right? Like, at the end it's of the day, nothing. it is what it is. But, like, we are we really sitting here? We just paid this guy $30 million. $30 million, and he can't be bothered to show up to practice because of other things? Injury, I get. Being hurt, I get. Dealing with whatever you're dealing with, I get that. Other things? What would you have going on, bro? What, um, what was the wife? Of? Maybe the other things is like personal stuff that he don't want to disclose, you know? In my opinion, uh, our biggest questions are the O-line, D-line regardless, and we're still going into the season where – I think what Paul said, we're 80% yeah. there. So we're still at a position where we have to get that sh uh, figured out. Now, mind you, we're still trying to get the guys that can that are there can even stay healthy. I mean, Jenkins with two calf muscle strains, and like you said, yeah. we got the guard out of there. We yeah. got broken hand Lucas Pat. No, Cody White here with a broken Cody hand. Here, yeah. We don't know if Lucas Patrick is finally doing something. I broken something on the hand. We don't know if it's a broken hand yet. Braxton, but something's broken on the hand. Broke, Braxton Jones is still I, still a question mark. Shout out to Baki, by the way. Uh, I seen him on the chat when when you were on the show, and he's been there rocking with you hey, all Baki day. Baki be rocking, bro. We got to get by. I, I told Baki, Baki. Baki on games, bro. I told Baki, you ever get a camera, we'd add you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like we have and a V dog. I saw V dog. I saw Baki. I saw V dog. I saw Baki. Saw Jay Crit in the chat. Man, a lot of people were showing love today. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the chat today. This is a, this is a day for the chat to be able to chime in on some of this as well, man. D line, are y'all still concerned about the D line though? Yes. Really? Well, Yannick Ngakwe see... to me is a big answer. He's a good piece, but I think he's a uh, he is a part of where we need the two rookies. Hopefully, we want. I want to see them. Fast forward to, okay, these are capable starters, if not pro bowlers, by the end of the year type stuff. Like, one of these guys needs to be, like, a hit. I mean, I get you, but, right, like, here's the thing. Zach Pickett, you you did enough where you can wait on your rookies. Mm -hmm. I've got DeMarcus Walker. That's seven sacks last season. I've got uh, 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 Yannick Ngakwe. That's ten and a half sacks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hopefully more. Like, I feel like I can wait on that. I feel like, okay, now – I, I can I have my rookies in a position where okay we're good. You know what I mean? Well, I, in terms of the real questions are we know that the defense will be able to come back together. We've always been able to historically build a defense. Yep. It's will this offense every by the way like leading into the video with the Bears quarterbacks there's always this correlation of bad O-line with Bad quarterback play. Yeah. And, like, yeah. every time we had a good line is when we actually did quite well. So everything kind of – the thing is Justin Fields has enough athleticism to thwart bad offensive line play. So we need the O-line to really do their job. Otherwise, look, think about what Tom Brady did. And was it 07? 
Yeah, but the prop the problem well, he was already a champion at that point. Listen, no, no, no. The old mm-hmm. I'm talking about the line that Tom Brady had. Tom Brady used to sit there, iron his clothes, do his taxes. That NFL is over with, though. Yeah, thing a that good is, line. I get you, but that NFL is over with, though, right? Like to me, really talent has gotten better. Think about this. It, Joe Burrow didn't have a good line until you know, seven weeks into the season. Yeah, he got the heck beat out of him. 100%. He, he made it to I'm the Super Bowl, you. but he may not make it after some hey, 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 that's totally on Cincy. I wouldn't use that as a good example. They absolutely didn't no. spend money in the right situation. Right, they, they end up getting a line together. They try to they try to fix it. They didn't play him in preseason, whatever, you know, however you feel about that. But realistically, you're talking about a team that tried to fix things, or you're talking about a team that basically the offensive line wasn't there. Joe Burrow made the best of it. At what point do we look at our quarterback and say, hey, guess what? This is the situation that we're in. We're trying to fix it, but dudes keep falling. DG uh, Daniels in the chat said, biggest concern of the season, uh, the O-line, can Patrick and Whitehair hold up the whole season? Can Braxton stop a bull rush? Why is Elson on the Texans uh, or Eislin on the Texans? But for me, <laughs> I see you, Steve-O. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a conversation based on have you done enough? In theory, right? Of course, injury you can't predict, but have you done enough in theory to sit there and look at Justin Fields and go, yes, he's still got enough where we should see production? I think the Bears have. Guess what? Even if Justin Fields is running, Justin Fields can run. It's not like we're dealing with Tom Brady back there. No, no. I'm just saying in a perfect world, a perfect – I didn't bring my GM hat today to flip it, but I just feel that um, if any questions, I'm, I like our receiving court. I like our running backs. I like our linebackers. I like our secondary. But the the question is the D-line and O-line, but O-line more so than worried about the D-line. So that, that's what I'm looking at. I got a different question. It's more along the lines of uh, do you did you give yourself enough time to evaluate it? We all came into this knowing that this was the evaluation season, things of that nature, because now you have the right pieces, what you think in place. And as Jay said, hey, this you put it in a vacuum in perfect situation. You expect certain things to be there. Well, now we're already starting off with, hey, this line's not going to be there. You, we all, The fact that we're having this conversation means that you know that there's some things didn't go right. So now, hey, did you make the right moves with the, with the moves that Pose made to give yourself a real opportunity to, one, vet your QB? Because what if the line is totally trash again? Yeah. Is he do you have that to hang on? Is that going to be a because a, next next year you're still you're going to have to have that conversation? Yeah. Well, here. Right? This, so did you give yourself enough time on that one? Um, uh, what if he has like Daniel Jones situation? Now I think he's better than Daniel Jones. I don't want to say that, but Daniel Jones had to run for his life a lot. Yeah. Why, we why, saw that. What why? if he has that situation? We don't see him as a true passer. Now, what do you do? Like, do you sit there next 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 year's QB class is a lot better than the last two. I, was, I would say. So like, what do you do now? Like, how do you do it? Who, right? Why do Why do we think that all of a sudden? Right? Like, this is the conversation that I think when when people are talking about the biggest questions heading into twenty twenty three stuff like that, and like the video, if you agree, right? We we have a baseline to go off of from last year, right? Yeah. Like he didn't. Like all of a sudden, like it, it seems like in everyone's mind, he got worse. Well, let me clarify what I'm saying. Now, not not their Breeze Nation, everybody talking about the Tom Brady comparison. All I'm saying is a good offensive line in general, uh, whether the technicalities or not. We're still going to do well because of Justin Fields' ability to extend plays, yep. and then we have playmakers. So the line is actually probably going to get more credit than maybe they deserve because mm-hmm. he can extend plays. So I just would like to see – really like a true book in like left tackle a true you know right tackle if if the rookie um what's our rookie's name uh Dexter de- huh no the, the right tackle line? uh um jeez oh, oh, if if he come can look like you know a capable starter for the next five ten years great you know like can we just yeah. have some linemen where we can hold on to these guys for some years that's all the interesting thing about it is how one thing impacts the other like uh when you sit there and say, hey, do we have the right line? That Dr. immediately Dr. impacts Dr. us evaluating O-line, rather. That immediately impacts how Justin plays. And that impacts how he can perform and stuff like that. So that, that's what, like, to me, it's not it's not a Justin critique. It's it's more of a Ryan Post thing. Like, how does he handle that? Because we're still in a relatively new regime. Ryan Post is his first time at the at, uh, at the GM, like, first, first stint, right? So, like, how do you handle that situation? We're still dealing with a lot of unknowns as how he actually processes that. And so now I wonder, hey, it, did you give yourself 
enough time to actually think I, it's it's I'm I'm done talking about whether or not Justin is going to be good. I think he's going to be good, and I hope so. But does is the situation going to give him an opportunity before you sit there and say, "Hey, you shouldn't be paying him forty million a year"? I, I guess, that's going to be a situation that comes up. Like, are we going to give him Daniel Jones money? But see, I guess I guess here's my question, right? Did you feel good about the offense leaving last season? No. Encouraged. Encouraged, right? I was encouraged. You added much better weapons. I, I didn't feel good about it. Like ridiculously a no, better. We I think we all agree that even though they won three games, they really should have had like seven games. Uh and this could I think this is a 10. This to me is still a playoff contending team, not a championship contending team at this moment. And maybe it grows at the end of the year. We'll see. But I think that we are encouraged with what we have. I mean, the guy, first of all, this is all we're all just speculating relation at this point that's all yeah, it is. listen week one comes and and we get blown out by the packers by 40 we all having a very Season's different conversation over. Hey, hey listen we win by 40 though we're talking about his best team what? ever <laughs> 40, i'm win. cooking you you know what i mean like I'm, I'm cooking everybody that, that was like packers we gonna throw a parade it's a parade in our city every week after that <laughs> my city yeah <laughs> This is some uh, Toronto crazy. against the Bulls when they beat the, the Mike Jordan Bulls back yeah. in like '96. <laughs> no facts. So no, yeah. I just, I just, uh, to me, right? Like, if you felt encouraged at all by the offense last season, and I did, you know, what I mean, I, I understand the limitations that come with it. I know that there are things that, you know, you're sitting there going the other way on, like, oh, you, you weren't able to complete passes, you weren't able to get the ball downfield. Yeah, I didn't have an offensive line that was uh, remotely entertaining or remotely talented in the slightest and i had a receiving core that was even worse i i like what coach t said like we're we're too busy focused on these players are we really looking at the coordinators are they really the guys who do the job yeah but you still got to give the coordinators talent for them to go out there and make plays right but does that mean uh, trust me we can have some bad coordinators that have talent a la what's my man that took over for uh nathaniel hackett not for Hagen on the defense. Jesus, Mel Tucker, we had Mel Tucker Mel that Tucker. took over. He was not that great. We've had you know, John Shoup, the greatest, worst uh, offensive coordinator of all time. Yeah, uh, we've had a lot of. Them. I I think I think you don't get a fair assessment of them though. Yeah. Right. And the and the credit, I give credit to Luke Getzey where a lot of people take credit away. People wanted Luke Getzey to run these schemes, run this system, run this. Hey, you got to be able to throw the ball here. You need to have more checkdowns. You need to have more. To who? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Because after week seven, all of a sudden, the offense started being able to pick up, but you had to have a realization of, oh yeah, uh, there's nobody out there. I, I would say like this kind of goes back to like, you know, when you're building a team. Like remember when they were hiring all these guys, and it was like, can we get an established guy? You know, uh, so like Luke Getzey, this is the quarterbacks coach that was under that same offense. And it's like, hopefully, he runs this system the way that he learned it. Yeah, you know. So, at the end of the day, I mean, we're they're all still growing too, because he's only yeah. in year two, right? This is year two. Who, Getsy? Yeah, Getsy's in year two. Yeah. yeah, they're all in year two. I mean, Eberflus is still. They're all on the same time frame. Hundred percent. No, I, I'm with you on that, I, and I I agree with you. I think that. I think that the question for me is not can guys go out there and be able to make plays. It's now are you putting those guys in similar positions that you wanted to put them in last year, right? Because there were times where Luke Getzey could call plays. Can you complete it? If right. I throw that pass to Equinamia St. Brown, I would say like to DJ Moore instead this season. Does yeah, he catch the fact that you say Equinamia St. Brown first is a is a <laughs> listen, that tells you all. I mean, listen, that's what hey, the ball went through his hands, right? If yeah. I'm throwing that same pass to DJ Moore that I tried to throw to Equinamia St. Brown, does the ball go through his hands? Probably not. If I'm hitting Cole Komet over the middle uh, uh, more often, right, are we able to move the chains downfield? If I'm – like, I feel like when people talk about Justin Fields, they talk about him as if he's going to regress to what he was this rookie year when in the second half of all of last season, we were excited about what this kid was doing. Uh, I, would, I don't I disagree with that. I don't think people talk about him regressing. I think now it's like, okay, you have more opportunity. You have more opportunity than you had that particular year. Now we get to see more of your flaws. Um, and now they get to pick that apart. At first, you could hang your hat on the fact that he had no opportunity, no room to throw. We looked really def uh, like a real dysfunctional team, and he can use that as an excuse. And that that 
for his reputation served to be like a crutch. Like it was a truth, but you can lean on that. Now it's like, well, you should perform now. We, we're starting to pick apart the things he can't do, even though he's a young QB and it's probably not fair to do so. It's going to happen. It just is what it is. So that I think that's what people are looking at. Okay, he's still making certain moves, even though they didn't get to see anything, even though they just ran these high school plays, even though stuff like that. But when you come out and you say, hey, Justin Fields is going to be better, he's going to be more accurate. And the only sample size we have out of like what 20 attempts is a bunch of passes that look really off, that didn't look like they were on target, that looked that lack touch. It's like, all right, we might be in for a long season. I think that's what you're hearing. Not necessarily like they think he's going to regress. It's like, all right, now we get to see him actually throw. I don't think he may be as accurate as we think he is type I, situation. And that's what I saw this morning for, for some people as well. Can, can we kind of just stop? With, let's, we're a little too premature. I, it I, is. It really is. I think last first of all, last year they're putting in a new system. They're getting all these players in. So whether Allen Williams, Lou Getze, all of them, I mean, the whole point is hopefully that from what I saw, I am encouraged that there were plays called and made that they dialed up that didn't work. I didn't feel like I felt like for the first time we looked like a real NFL team. Yeah. We didn't look like you just go down there to just draw a play up and it just you know falls apart. So I was encouraged like, OK, we have a system in place and we we have a we know this system works. Just like the cover two. So even though with Allen Williams coming in, it's like, well, we know what a cover two looks like. And that typically, if you have the talent, it's it's still a scheme that works with the pressure. If the D-line doesn't get any pressure, then they can't free up the, the linebacker. Like the Erlacher slash um, uh, the, the Derek Brooks role, that's the guy who who's able to, you know, play that third safety. So if we don't have that, he's able to roam the field. Yeah. If we don't have that hard-hitting safety like the John Lynch type, like the Mike Browns, if we don't have those guys, then it, none of this stuff works. But we do know that it beats bad quarterbacks. No, yeah. I mean, I mean, listen, I'm I'm one that – It's a good question. And I see Coach T in the chat as well. He says, the best time to assess a coordinator is with lesser talent. The coordinator should be able to manufacture some semblance of good football. Okay. Um, I think they've done let me, that. Let me, I, let me I do kind of believe that. Is, is Bill Belichick a good defensive coordinator? Mm-hmm. He was amazing in New York. They allowed the fifth most touchdowns last season. Well, you got to have talent. You got to have talent. Actually, they allowed one to – they allowed the third most touchdowns last season. But you didn't look at that Patriots defense and, and think that they were totally incompetent. You realized that there was a good system in place and realized that they just didn't have the talent. I think that's what he's saying. Like you can be able to see that that coordinator can put a scheme out there and you can totally blame it on the talent as opposed to what we've been seeing where we've questioned both. I, I didn't look at the Bears offense and say that it was completely devoid of scheme. I looked at it and said, you didn't have talent. Why am I going to throw this pass out there to Byron Pringle if he going to drop it? Yeah. Like, realistically, like, if we having the same conversation, defense versus offense, why am I going to sit here and throw the football to this dude if he's not going to catch the ball? Well, one, he gets Who was going to catch the that. ball last season? One, he gets paid to do that. Your QB gets paid to throw. Yeah, but. Uh, you it, can't run every single play. No, but uh, at, that's, that's why you do it. <laughs> so at, at the end of the day, right, like I saw Luke Getze transition his whole mindset of, OK, hey, uh, we got to figure something else out because nothing we've got is going to work. The talent we have is not going to work for this system. That's why I give Luke Getze credit. Now, this season, he has zero excuses, right? If he comes out and he looks bad, 100 percent, we all own it. You know, it, 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 you can't be struggling with DJ Moore, Justin Fields, uh, what what appears to be Roshan Johnson, but two really good running backs in your system right now. You got Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, Cole Komet, Robert Tunyon, all of that, right? Like, but if we're looking at what Luke Getze did as a coordinator last season, and we're saying, How, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you run this more? Why didn't you? Because he had no talent. We all agree that offense had no talent. And by the way, not only did you have no positional talent, you had no offensive line either. Mm-hmm. You got, I mean, it, it's all a constructed orchestra. Yeah. It doesn't just work where one player can stand. If the left tackle doesn't block it, and the off- offensive line is compromised, everything you did doesn't matter. Yeah. You've got to have the talent to do it. And no. so hopefully you can, we get a good GM here that can identify talent. He came from Kansas City. Looks like Kansas City is the new like standard now 
at least one uh, of the standards. Yeah, I, listen, five AFC titles. Yeah, yeah. That's new standard. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. So like, yeah, but that's that's different. They have like they've had three, four generational talents on their team. Like you, I don't know if I'd make that the standard for how you build a team because you can't do anything about that. Like Tariq Hill is a generational talent. Patrick Mahomes is a generational talent. Draft him. Travis Kelsey is going to be, you know. I think Travis Kelsey would have still been Travis Kelsey, maybe not with as many completions. Oh, he's still going to be a top five. No, you got to draft Hey, hey, I I love this comment here. Our hunt. Pat, that doesn't make sense. We have the best rushing offense in football. Who's running? (laughs) Oh, I hate when people say dumb stuff. Justin Fields. Who was running? Who was running? My God. You got 1,200 of those yards coming from your QB. Did I miss David Montgomery's? 1500 yard 12 touchdown season. Did I miss that last season? Did, oh did is that on me? Yeah, you did. You did. Is that on me? I missed that. You wonder what? He loaned Justin Fields some of his yards. He loaned Justin Fields some <laughs> yards. Give us the yards. He loaned him. Uh, he loaned it to him. He loaned him his yards. Yeah, you know I mean, like my guy. Come on, guys. Yes, they had the best rushing offense in the NFL last season. How many of those rushing plays were? Oh, Justin, wait a minute. Hold on. Oh, never mind. Right. He's down the field. Okay. All right. Come on, guys. Let's 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 not do this. Like I, I love the rushing oh, offense comment. I love to his that. to his credit though, he did have 800 yards. That's pretty good decent. That's you, no. 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 That's <laughs> no. Just, that's average, if anything. Hey, I, listen, you see me hiding behind this. This the only thing I can hide behind. A thousand yards in the NFL right now, 60 yards again. Twelve hundred is you know, last year this Montgomery had 800 yards rushing. Herbert had 731 yards. Now that's good to get 1500. That's out of good to get both, both. out of them. Right? Justin had 12 though, right? Yeah, Justin had 1,143 yards. So he had he had 400 400 less than two running backs combined. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Like I get it, right? We want the we want the one, we want the two, we want the one two punch, all of that. We want listen. It's 60 yards a game. If I got a running back on my team that can't get 60 yards a game, I shouldn't have that running back on my team. And that's a nice retort. I can't be mad at that, Arhan. We do complain about him holding on to the ball, but we they also do that to Lamar Jackson, which is why he almost didn't get paid. They also did it to a lot of QBs who, who are known for running. It just is what it is. That's the nature I, of that I, beast. Now, listen, there's, there's a difference, right? There's times where Justin Fields literally looks at a wide-open receiver and don't throw the ball. There's two different things. There's Both could be true, right? right? Justin has pressure in his face and has to make a move. And that move last season was to run. I think the goal that we want to see this season is for that move to be, I got to get this ball out quick because there's pressure probably coming from the right-hand side because I don't know what everything's going to be yet. Or maybe up the middle, depending on if Lucas Patrick is 100% healthy or not. And guess what? Uh, now, all of a sudden, boom. I got DJ Moore standing right there. I got Cole Komet sitting Ooh. there. I got Robert Tunyon sitting right there. Right? I want to see him make that decision to say, I'm going to throw this ball here real quick and just get what I need here. Yeah. We're, we're growing. I don't think there's – if any question, it's just O-line. I think everything else has been put in place is uh, – Give Ryan Poles a, a lot of credit for what he did. Hey, King Poles, man. Yeah. All right, man. Let's I go. give him credit for taking a chance. You here's the thing. He put the right people in place. You have no idea if it's going to actually work out. He wins either way. Yeah, I mean, you don't know no idea if it's going to actually work. You don't know if the players I mean, are going to be healthy. About you don't it. know if it's like a lot of that stuff you can't do. But that's not his job. His job is to get you the talent. It's everybody else's job to make it work on the field. Well, listen, so they're all changed. Pose did his job. Yeah, and so I'm good with that, which is why I sit there and in, in question how he's going to look at it because he's a former player. And as much as we hear about patience in the chat, and this is not pointing anyone out, um, this, the league is not patient anymore. No. Nope. This is not a patient league anymore. Nah, if, not, just, not if, just, gotta... if Justin looks bad this year, they're going to go try and package picks for Caleb Woods. That's yeah, be, why you put yourself in that. That's why you put yourself in that. That's what it is. These kids are coming out of college more prepared. They're training earlier. They they getting they're getting access to uh, NFL uh, in in professional grade stuff earlier, so they're more developed. It's no longer hey wait and see. This is not early two thousands where you give a QB five uh, four or five years or after his first contract and say oh he's still young. You don't get that. And even then, that was never the case. Some of the legends that we talk about almost didn't make it. 
Well, that's because the money is dictating all of this. I mean, that's true. You're talking $250 million guaranteed. Now that the guaranteed money is in play, you can't afford to make that mistake. So to tie up somebody like that and that's eating up all your cap and you sign them to a four or five year extension, you can't, you can't, it's, this is business instead of just, you know, we, we love you, but we can't, we can't afford that. Coach T in the chat, shout out Coach T, said to pass last point, I got to get the ball out quick, minus the check downs. Luke didn't call, dog slants, curls, and outs. His route tree was bipolar screens or deep routes. And to that, I say, who you want him to throw that to? We watched when he called screens last year, and they either bounced off people's hands, hit the ground, or right, you, you didn't have the blocking to get the screen pass out. Now, slants, I'll give you, but who's catching the slant? That's also a catch twenty two, which is why I say, which is why I'm in agreement with you that it's kind of it's still too early. It's just it's it's just one of those things where like yes, I get you want to call. Here's the thing, right? Guess what? I I'll use I'll use this as an example. I can sit here and call corner three for Patrick Beverly in the corner every time. How many times is he gonna hit it? Four out of ten. Still four out of ten. I'm gonna end up losing more games than not if I call that play more times than not. And that's a good percentage for a three point shooter. Now he like thirty four percent though, but <laughs> his three point shoot he like thirty four percent from three for his career. But it's it's just one of those things where it's like I can call this play, but realistically, is it gonna make sense? Do I have the blocking in place? Mm -hmm. I said dogs, but I meant digs. I knew what you meant. I just I was just reading the comment. But no, I, I get what you're saying. But here's the thing: I call a dig route, but I don't have no time because Sam Mustafer fell on fell over his own feet. So what's the point of me calling this dig route? I always question this. Like we we talk about patience and stuff like that. How do you know? Show me where you have the answer to your own question like how do you know you have a QB you can win with if we did we wouldn't be evaluating as to whether they would be in contract extension talks already if we knew we had that QB no nah, this is uh it's it's smart that's a real question like seriously how do you know that's why they're doing this is set up to he polls wins either way if he does great, we extend him. If he doesn't, we can move on. That's what, I, and I've said it many times. He said he gave himself an escape route. I love how he set himself up as a prof professional. He did. He took CYA to the extreme and he executed it because that's exactly what you got to do. But at the end of the day, it's like, how do you know? You don't know yet. You right. can hope. You can hope, and we all hope that he is. But you don't know yet. This is the season to prove it. But this so is we can't sit there and say we know. I think he led the league in Russian. I don't want my QB leading my my anything in Russian. I don't want my QB to do that. Listen, listen. <laughs> I don't want that. Listen, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with it if if you also going out there and making passes when it's winning games, throw a touchdown. Yeah, you got to be throwing 36 touchdowns to even be in an MVP conversation for that to even make sense. He and ain't that. Why this is why I say what happens if Justin Fields is just middle of the pack. This is why I asked this question on ESPN today. Is why I want a great question about that because right. if just like realistically, you want to know, you want to know when you know. Joe Burrow was had nothing, and you knew Joe Burrow had nothing. Did we know Joe Burrow was cold? Yeah. Facts. We knew Joe Burrow was cold. Joe Burrow could win with nothing there. Now, granted, Justin Fields was behind the eight ball. Joe Burrow had his head coach in place that already was going to go out there and give you offensive efficiency, different things like that. But if you know, right, you can be good, but you know with the play. Did, did we know Deshaun Watson? Yeah. I knew. Play one. Deshaun Watson got out there. I was like, hey, he's pretty good. Hey, 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 listen. He wasn't pretty good. <laughs> he wasn't just pretty good. I know. He was cold. It took nothing. And I just wish he wasn't so weird, but dog, he's cold. Quarterback that took you to the AFC title game. Right. Because he knew from practice, Pat Mahomes is better. You know. Now, I'm not saying that Justin Fields can't go out there and still show out, right? Jalen Hurts had this trajectory. Josh Allen had this trajectory. But those are guys that, guess what? I take Stefan Diggs away from Josh Allen. I take uh, uh, um, A.J. Brown away from Jalen Hurts. Who are they? Are we still as confident in those players? Are we still as confident in them being as dominant as they are? Are we still as confident in them going out there and being Super Bowl contenders? I don't think we are. You still need talent. You still need talent. 
But for some of them dudes, they ain't need talent. Deshaun didn't need talent. Yes, he did. They didn't win. He still needed talent. Bro, listen, listen. But you knew he was good. Yeah. yeah. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. To build around the guy. We're asking, is Justin Fields good? I, we think he is good. I do think he is good. Yeah. But there's a question. After rookie year of Deshaun, there was no question. Right. Deshaun had me, you, Jeremy, and Kid blocking for him. And I still had no <laughs> questions on whether he was good. I would be an excellent uh, right. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, not with Von Miller coming. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I could do it. And that's what I that's what I mean. That's why I wanted to have a conversation. Like, what if he just turns into a 4,400 yard guy? And we're sitting there and we're like, he's a great leader. He's not the best quarterback in the NFL. Maybe he's top eight. I asked somebody this question. They actually um, they actually fell out their chair. I said, what if he just turns out to be Geno Smith? Oh. Nah, Geno took too long. Geno was a, he already he already ahead of Geno. Geno was a Geno was a yeah. terrible leader. Yeah. Geno threw for 30 touchdowns, 11 INTs on a 69% completion rate. What year? His rookie last year. Oh, that yeah, it, he's been a journeyman. There's no pressure on him. Hey, hey, I see, I see every, I see everybody in the chat. Didn't, didn't Watson have D Hop? Deshaun Watson rookie year, he had tight ends blocking for him at four positions. Yeah, no, bro. We talk about D Hop as the deep, bro. He had tight ends blocking for him, but he also could move and make plays with his feet. He could, yeah, but, but but the question marks we sit here and talk about are. Justin Fields, if, if Justin Fields doesn't have an offensive line, he's in trouble. No, they just have Now, granted, just, right? First year, listen, Matt Nagy, much worse than Bill O'Brien. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Matt Nagy, much worse than Bill O'Brien. I'm shooting Justin the bail on all of that. No, that's how good Patrick Mahomes is. He made Matt Nagy look good. Uh, it is what it is. I'm just, did y'all realize that? Matt Nagy goes back to the Chiefs and he's like, man, Nags is, is great. It's like, no, dog, we saw he wasn't. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, listen, at the end of the day, I I, uh, I still think Matt Nagy is Matt Nagy. And uh, sometimes, you know, Andy Reid just steps in and be like, hey, Matt, you calling that bull again? <laughs> see, see, Nagy, Nagy was a quarterback's coach. And yeah. he gets to he's a good. Here's the thing. Everybody's good at something. Mark Tressman was good at something. You don't get to the NFL to a certain point and not be good at something. Well, he except was, Jim Boylan. He Jim Boylan's trash at everything. He's a good scout. He's an OC. With, uh, he's a good scout. I give him that. Well, Matt Nagy's probably a good quarterbacks coach. Possibly. He's a good scout. <laughs> I don't know about quarterbacks. He's probably a good quarterbacks coach. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to sit there and say you're a good quarterback coach for someone who's already going to be great. That's like saying Doug Collins is, is was was a great uh what's the name because he had Michael Jordan. No, that's he had freaking Michael Jordan. He was gonna sit there do his game plan was give Michael the ball. Like that ain't no game plan. It's very different <laughs> because unprompted all the time, Pat Mahomes talks about Matt Nagy. Like nobody I'm gonna talk to Matt. I'm gonna talk about the man that that boosts my ego all the time, too. <laughs> like, 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 hey, listen, whatever it is, right? Like Pat Mahomes rocks with this guy. Sometimes that's the thing, too. Finding the right relationship. That's the relationship that worked. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's a part of the process, and that's what you want to see. Uh, hey, man, let's keep this thing moving along. Appreciate you guys showing love. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. We got a special premiere here on the channel for y'all, man, because <laughs> the super producer, Joel Holt. <laughs> Hey y'all, this is the the coldest, most depressing thing I've seen in my goddamn hey, life. His top ten quarterback list of all time Bears. in Chicago Bears history. I mean, I was. It's just... a cold video. The production is a one. He did his thing. Hey, listen, let's 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 let the video speak for itself. Want to hear your feedback? Want to hear your thoughts as well? Let's jump into this top ten now, quarterbacks in Chicago Bears history, also, and then we'll give our reaction. Now, mind you, this is 
it ain't necessarily that great of the talent that we've had. So I had to scrub and find, <laughs> sort and find the stuff to make this work. But here we go. Welcome to the Windy City Breeze's Top 10 Chicago Bears Quarterbacks. Finding a quarterback is very hard in the NFL. It's a position that only a few in the world can play. Not every franchise has had success in having one, if not many, over the course of the league, unlike the team up north, which has had stability for the last 30 years. With that being said, the Bears have went through a number of quarterbacks. Since 1985, there have been 16 starting quarterbacks and many fill-ins. There are multiple factors for a quarterback to be successful. Talent, offensive scheme, coaching, offensive line, defense. So when compiling this list and ranking our QBs, those factors came into play. In honor of Justin Fields becoming the 17th starting quarterback since 1985, we are hoping he's able to have a long career with the Bears. And we are certain he will make this list shortly, if not hopefully finish among the top of the list. With that being said, we kick off the countdown with our number 10 Chicago Bears quarterback. Number 10. Number 10, Jim Miller. Jim Miller was a free agent signing in 1999. He was signed to replace Eric Kramer, who was lost to injury. Miller played two years in Pittsburgh before signing with the Bears. He played three years and played in 32 games. It was a short stint derailed by injuries. He quarterbacked the Dick Duran team that went 13-3 in 2001 and came up short against Philly in the divisional round. A hard slam from Hugh Douglas knocked him out of the game and the Bears out of the playoffs. The injuries caught up to him and he was cut in 2002. His best year was the 2001 season where he threw for 2,299 yards with 13 touchdowns and 10 interceptions on 58% completion. In total, he compiled a 15-11 record, throwing for 5,867 yards with 34 touchdowns and 26 interceptions on 58% completion. He is 16th on the Bears' all-time passing list. Number 9 Number 9, Ed Brown Ed Brown was the Bears quarterback from 1954 to 1961. Brown had pretty good teams. They lost the championship game in 1956 and had a pair of second place finishes in the standings where he was the quarterback. Ed Brown was an MVP and a two-time Pro Bowl. His best season was the 1956 season, which in fact he was the MVP of the league. He threw for 1,667 yards with 11 touchdowns and 12 interceptions on 57% completion. In total, Ed Brown threw for 9,698 yards with 63 touchdowns and 88 interceptions. He played in 98 games and compiled a 39-25-2 record. He is 8th on the Bears' all-time passing list. Number 8 Number 8, Jim Harbaugh Jim Harbaugh, hailing from Michigan, was drafted in the first round the 26th pick in the 1987 draft. He was on the Bears from 1987 to 1993. He played a reserve role for the start of his career. He didn't become the starter until 1990. In that season, he played 14 games and the Bears went 11-5. He threw for 2,178 yards with 10 touchdowns and 6 interceptions. He injured his shoulder and sat the last two games and the playoffs that year. In 1991, he became the first Bears quarterback to start in 16 games since Vince Evans in the 1970s. The Bears finished 11-5 that year, but lost in the wild card round against Dallas. The last two years of his career, the team regressed. He left the Bears in 1994 and signed with the Colts. In total with the Bears, he played in 89 games and compiled a 35-30 record. He threw for 11,567 yards with 50 touchdowns and 56 interceptions on 58% completion. He is third on the Bears' all-time passing list. Number 7 Number 7, Eric Kramer Eric Kramer was a prize free agent signing in 1994. The former Lions quarterback, King Heraldic, as the Bears were totally over the 1985 era. He played 49 games from 1994 to 1998. Unfortunately for Kramer, he wasn't able to overcome the woes of the supporting cast. Marred by injuries and the offensive line challenges, Kramer did not have the success everyone hoped for when he signed here. He played two full seasons as a starter in 1995 and 1997. His best season was the 1995 season, where the Bears went 9-7. 
He holds the Bears' single-season record for passing yards at 3,838 yards and touchdowns 29 and attempts in a single game with 60. He left in 1998 and played for San Diego in 1999, but retired mid-season due to neck injury. He compiled a record of 18-28, throwing for 10,582 yards, 18 63 touchdowns, 45 interceptions on 58% completion. He is sixth on the Bears' all-time passing list. Them touchdowns, though. <laughs> Number six. Number six, Rex Grossman. Oh, Rex Lord. He had the promise coming out of Florida. After two season-ending injuries to start off his career, he finally appeared to take off in the third season in 2006. Rex Grossman was September's Offensive Player of the Month, but he had a sporadic year leading the Bears to the Super Bowl that year. That season, his best season, Grossman threw for 3,193 yards with 23 touchdowns and 20 interceptions and 54% completion. Unfortunately, that was his best year. Grossman was released in 2008. He is one of the few quarterbacks to help win in the playoffs and make it to the Super Bowl. He played in 36 games from 2003 to 2008. Grossman compiled a 19-12 record, throwing for 6,164 yards with 33 touchdowns and 35 interceptions. He is 14th on the Bears' all-time passing list. Number five. Oh, God. That's my boy, Blue. Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky was drafted with the second pick in the 2017 draft. He played for three years. He was supposed to sit his rookie year and develop, but was pressed into action early. That's Mitch showed flashes of potential with his athleticism, but coaching changes and different OCs plagued him. They did your wrong, the team that made it to the 2018 playoffs. His best season was the 2018 season, where he threw for 3,223 yards with 24 touchdowns and 12 interceptions with a 66% completion percentage and a QBR of 95.4. Trubisky became the first Bears quarterback selected to the Pro Bowl, the first since 1985. Trubisky's total career did not seem to impress the front office enough to extend his contract, and he was released after the 2020 season, where he signed with Buffalo as a backup, and is currently a backup for Pittsburgh. In total, Trubisky played 51 games with a 29-21 record. He threw for 10,609 yards with 64 touchdowns and 37 interceptions with a career rating of 87.2. He has the best QBR rating of all the Bears. He is fifth on the Bears' all-time passing. 37, that's my boy! <laughs> Number four. Number four, Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler arrived to Hallis Hall in 2009 via trade with Denver Broncos. He was drafted 11th overall in the 2006 draft. Cutler came with some fanfare as a young pro bowler who threw for 4,526 yards his last year in Denver. Cutler's tenure is the longest of the Bears quarterbacks. He played with the Bears from 2009 to 2016. His best year was the 2010 season, where the Bears were 11-5 and made it to the playoffs, but lost in the conference championship to the team up north. Cutler threw for 3,274 yards with 23 touchdowns and 16 interceptions with a 60% completion and an 86.3 QBR. The Bears finished 10-6 in 2012 but didn't make the playoffs and the team regressed. Cutler was released after the 2016 season and played one year in Miami and retired afterwards. In total, Cutler played 102 games, posted a 51-51 record. He threw for 23,443 yards with 154 touchdowns and 109 interceptions, with a 61% completion percentage and an 85.2 QBR. He is first on the Bears' all-time passing list. Number three. Number three, Billy Wade. Billy Wade was a seven-year veteran when he came to the Bears. He was the former number one pick in the 1952 draft. He played all seven seasons with the Rams. He then asked to be traded to the Bears. He took over for Ed Brown in 1961. He played for the Bears from 1961 to 1966. He quarterbacked the team that won the Bears their first championship in 1963 when the Bears went 11-1-2. He threw for 2,301 yards with 15 touchdowns and 12 interceptions that year. One of his best seasons was the 1962 year where he threw for 3,172 yards. He threw for 18 touchdowns with 24 interceptions. 
He led the league in pass completions and attempts. He is one of the few Bears to throw for over 3,000 yards. He made the Pro Bowl in 1963. In total, Billy Wade played in 59 games with a 27, 20, and 2 record. He threw for 9,958 yards with 68 touchdowns and 66 interceptions. He is 7th on the Bears' all-time passing list. There's no black guys on this team. Number 2 Number 2, Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon was drafted 5th overall in the 1982 draft. He was a charismatic punky QB from the minute he stepped out of the limousine. McMahon had a six-year career with the Bears from 1982 to 1988. He had a pension for calling audibles against the chagrin of Coach Dicker, but would ultimately be successful. McMahon was the NFC Rookie of the Year in 1982. He played with no regard for his body, which resulted in many injury-marred seasons. He quarterbacked the Bears to their first Super Bowl in 1985 since 1963, perhaps playing part in one of the greatest seasons and greatest teams of all time. In the 85 year, he threw for 2,392 yards with 15 touchdowns and 11 interceptions with a 56.9% completion percentage. He never threw for over 3,000 yards in the season. A cheap shot in Week 12 in 1986 forever changed the trajectory of McMahon, where injuries cut short the greatness of the 80s Bears. Despite the injuries, he won 22 consecutive regular season games, a feat which wasn't broken until Peyton Manning in 23. With McMahon eventually playing, the Bears had great records, 10-6 in 84, 15-1 in 85, 14-2 in 86, 11-4 in 87, and 12-4 in 88. After falling out with the front office and the coach, he was traded to the San Diego Chargers. In total, McMahon played in 66 games, posting a 46-15 record. He threw for 11,203 yards with 67 touchdowns and 56 interceptions with a 58% completion percentage with a career 80.4 QBR. He is fourth on the Bears' all-time passing list. I'm willing to bet that that was an INT he threw with that, that form right there. Though. Number one. Number one, Sid Luckman. Sid Luckman was drafted number two overall by Pittsburgh and then traded to the Bears in 1939. He pioneered a new version of the T formation. George Hallis designed the system for his skill set, and Luckman took off. Luckman was a winner, and he put up numbers in the 40s. In 1943, Luckman completed 110 of 202 passes for 2,194 yards and 28 touchdowns with 12 interceptions. His 13.9% touchdown rate that year is the best ever in a single season, while his 10.9 yards per attempt is second all-time. During one game that year, Luckman threw for 443 yards and seven touchdowns, still tied for the most passing touchdowns in one game. It was also the first 400-yard passing game in NFL history. His 28 touchdown passes in 1943 in under-10 games was a record that lasted until 1959, a 12-game season. Luckman led the NFL in yards per attempt and NFL record seven times, including five consecutive years from 1939 to 1943 and led the NFL in passing yards three times. Luckman was a five-time All-NFL selection, was named the National Football League's Most Valuable Player Award in 1943, and led the Monsters of the Midway to championships in 1940, 1941, 1943, and 1946. Despite the fact that his career ended in 1950, Luckman still owned several Bears passing records. Luckman was very decorated as a player, also including a five-time first-team All-Pro, 1941 through 44 and 1947. Three-time NFL All-Star, three-time NFL Passing Yard Leader, three-time Passing Touchdown Leader, three-time NFL Passer Rating Leader, NFL Completion Percentage Leader. In total, Luckman threw for 14,686 yards, 147 touchdowns, and 132 interceptions on 52% completion. He is second on the Bears' all-time all passing, passing, bro. <laughs> second all time 1940s dude that's, that's hey man shout out to you jay this is cold <laughs> this is cold appreciate you man I this mean, was cold it was uh hey hey i just want to say this though dog our best qb absolutely saw when blacks got the right to vote 
best QB. Our best QB no, called Negroes. them the blacks. No, for sure. they were Negroes. Yeah, he said it was Negroes. Hey, he said Negroes. There was no blacks in the stadium at the time he played. <laughs> That's no, brutal. Here's the tough part, right? Got, man. Here's the tough part, right? Like, do you got the second got... all time? Bro. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So check this out. We got. I did a comparison just to show y'all how bad this really is. So. Welcome to the Wendy City. Running it back. My fault. My fault. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, don't tell you did a Green Bay one for fun. There's only three people up there. Hold on. Let me take this. Uh, transition this back. Hold on. I'll bring it back up in a second. Go ahead. Let me find that though. Uh, I mean that that's no. That's got to turn the video off on the other one. That that's, bro. And here, here's the crazy part, right? Like my argument for guys, like it's like arguing for trash over trash. Well, it just shows that the bar is low. Like, Fields, like, my God, bro. Like, if Justin Fields has a regular season. A regular career. No, no. This season. If Justin Fields has a regular season, he's the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. He's <laughs> Our hunt said Jackie Robinson had just broke the color barrier. <laughs> oh, God. Yo, that's that's a fact right there. Bro, that's a fact. Ricky was just letting black people come in. That's a fact. Here we go. Check this out. This, this there we go. Sid Luckman, eleven years. He played. Had fourteen thousand yards total. He ranks one hundred sixty-one in in the NFL history. Jay Cutler, at the same he, amount of time, he threw for thirty-five thousand in his total career. But he was what twenty thousand here with the Bears. Twenty-three. Yeah. yeah. Look at Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, <laughs> seventy thousand, eighty thousand. 80,000, 89,000. I mean, just to see where we are, the bar is kind of low for us as, as Bear fans to finally get a quarterback in here that could do Bro, something. Bro, here's the tough part about all of this, right? I love the fact that you intentionally excluded at, one look, team. Look at the rest of that list, though, right? Peyton Manning spent how much? He spent, what, 13 years with the Colts? Uh, more than that, I think he 14 had three years. years. Because he only did three like years. Did 14, with, so so yeah. 14 years with like the Colts. Years, Drew Brees spent, uh, spent 17 years, I believe, or uh, 16 years with the Saints. Tom Brady No, 19 years. He's with, 19. No, remember, he starts with the Chargers. Oh, yeah, he starts with the Chargers. Right. Tom Brady right. spends 20, 19 or 20, 20, 20 years. years yeah. With Bro, Sid Luckham is the only one that we've had that lasted 11 years, bro. But the thing is, he was he was a pioneer of the NFL. Bro, did, you want to know position. what my issue? Is? Oh God, here, bring the camera back, bro. I'm, I'm, it's coming. It's bring coming off. It's no, coming what back. I'm saying. What a, here's here's the issue. Here's yeah. the issue. Sid Luckman was good when no one else had a quarterback. <laughs> he invented it. George Hallis was like, "What do we put this guy he back still, there and throw but, the football?" But the, what? You're but listen, crazy, Pat, outrageous. But listen, Pat. The point is that it's. To, like like it is hey, today, bro, a coaching scheme. The coach saw talent and he put a scheme around the guy's talent, and then he exploited it. Right, hey, hey Joe, that's the whole point. Hey Joe, you want to know what quarterback he went up against? No quarterback. Nobody. I, I he was it. the only one. <laughs> Tell me how you feel about it, Pat. <laughs> my God, my grandfather enjoyed some great football, didn't he? I'm just saying the point is that you know you look the stuff up and like that's all we got, you know. What do you want me to do? <laughs> this, this, this pisses me off so much. Don't go back. Go back. Hey, 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 wait, 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 wait. Can I make one statement? Uh, what shot? What? Do it again. The first Can shot. I make one statement? This makes me so bad right here, bro. It's it's pretty bad. That's our all-time list. Can I make can I make one statement though? Yeah. Y'all know Sid Luckman, although being the only one, still a relatively new concept. You know, he had a season where he threw for nearly 2,200 yards. I know. I just said that. You know how many yards Justin? Most yards Justin has. Oh, okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> I just want. I just want to throw that. Here out. we go. Just want, yeah. to, just want to throw that out there. Just, the most yards Justin stole for twenty two hundred and some change. I just want to throw that out there. The last time, the last time that he had more games to do it. Just want to put that out there. Kid, kids, that dude is just like, hey, uh, I heard uh, something really bad happened to you. Let me, let me add on to that. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean, hey, hey, that, that's that's awful. I mean, and here's the thing: the only one I'm let me look here. The only one I would debate you with. <laughs> the only one I would debate you with is right because how much goes into the quarterback's actual success versus what the team did for? Correct. Him. Because I, Rex Grossman is six to me is crazy. 
Actually, if I was, I wouldn't put Rex. On you know this why list I did realistic. that? Because he he won a game to get us to the Super Bowl. Like he actually came through against the Saints. Hey, he had a game. No, but I'm saying that. I mean, dude, w- trust me. I mean, Kyle Orton barely made the list here. I mean, like we got Bob Avellini, John, Johnny Lujak. We got a bunch hey, of dudes hey, in here. Hey, my favorite thing was somebody in the comments going, "I swear to God, Bob Avellini." This <laughs> <laughs> Evans was not a I good riot. quarterback. So my point was why I put. If anything, Eric Kramer couldn't stay healthy. He only had two good seasons. He actually was a real passer. Eric Kramer But the pass. line was trash, and yep. the defense was bad when he took over. Jim Harbaugh didn't play until like three years in, and he's fighting with Dicka. And then they actually had a decent squad, but he he didn't really pan out. Yeah. So I just put in like with Mitch. Mitch, at least, they got it to a Pro Bowl. Cutler is only there because Mitch, really no- – Here's the wild part. This is where I say numbers lie. I don't know. Mitch was cooking. Maserati Mitch. You ain't going to talk down on Mitch. You want to know why? Because I remember this. I remember. top five QB for our history. This verbatim. (laughs) We Graham was on the team. Ran out to the flat. Mitch looked this man dead in his eye. (laughs) He be standing right next to Jimmy Graham. Threw it to him. Kid said, you got a bitch. Yeah. Kid was off of Mitch. Kid, kid got off of Mitch. Kid got oh, back on yeah. Mitch. Mitch left the Bears. That's why I'm. That's why I ain't stunting kid about Mitch at all. But the hey, fact I don't that care what you say. Legitimately, if you, if you sit here just base it off the numbers, it's not even a question, right? Outside of right, Sid Luckman and guys like that. But like, as far as modern passers, he's the best that we got, and he couldn't throw. No, I mean we still had issues. He of, still came of, of finding. First of all, Mitch came. There's no real scheme that we had, right? John Fox trying to keep his job. Then he's supposed to sit for a year, and he gets thrown out there. There's no system in playing. I, give up, I shoot him. I shoot him bail on the rookie year. The rookie year was crazy, right? Well, I don't I, think much remember how bad that I thought, bro. I, I go back and do yourselves a favor just to remind yourselves where we've been poverty wise. Um, poverty Mitch rookie year. I thought that was the worst defense of all time with Mel Tucker. Yeah, last was, year's was worse. It was pretty bad. But I think the thing is, like, most of these guys had a – I mean, Jim McMahon technically would probably drop because they had the one of the great defenses. They just – but see, if McMahon no, was McMahon healthy – had good numbers. If McMahon was – but if he was healthy and didn't use his body as a freaking punching bag, yeah. they would probably have won a whole lot more. Yeah. At least they would have – they were still 14-2. and two. They were still 12-4. and four. They were still competitive McMahon with McMahon had good numbers too, though. Yeah. Like, he just couldn't stay healthy. But the thing is, they had a good running game. But McMahon – Dicka actually gets more credit – for not he wasn't a great offensive coach. What? Who you looking for? Jim Harbaugh made this list. Jim Harbaugh. That's a tough one right there, dog. Hey man, he has he has some. Hey, they had a he. What he played all sixteen games. <laughs> it's the pride. Wait, no, but no, no, we can't start with that. Wait a minute, that's how bad no. it is. But see, he leaves and goes to the Colts, and they go and they do well. He's the he comeback played, kid. He played all sixteen games. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> baseball, but they went, that's how bad it was. There's <laughs> hey, no hey. line. Hey, listen, hey, listen, shout out Damian Hernandez. Always in here, resident uh, hater of anything uh, Chicago. Uh, but I think I think he's a fan. I think he actually just hates, like, how our teams are poverty. Uh, he said, I will say this list isn't as bad as Ringo's Mount Rushmore. That was a bad time. That was a bad time. That's a bad time right there. That Mount Rushmore was crazy. To me, Eric Kramer was done the most deserving. That dude, they said he played, he didn't play in 96. Yeah. He played 95 and then 97. And then 97. They yeah, he was dead in 96. Right. Like it's like they couldn't give this guy an offensive line. They didn't have the defense at was as at the Chris Zorch years. <laughs> You know, like we just didn't have it, you know. It's just it's sad to see that for the first time in a very long time, we have a system in place with a coaching staff with with hopefully Justin Fields. Like that's how crazy this is. (laughs) Listen, listen, I need you to be great. He says first time in a very long time. Bro, legitimately, this is the first time we've had talent from leadership down. Uh Uh-huh. Since George no. Staley Hallis. No, no, since 85. Jerry um Venasi and um the 85 guys were you know great. I'm saying like were you just confident about the talent at every position from leadership down? Yeah. 85, 85? that's it. Hallis, you were confident in the offense? No, they, it, they were the number one rushing team. And they had the well, the you best. were confident in Walter. Well, you, you weren't confident in your quarterback. You had a great offensive line, they had one of the best yeah, offensive you, that's lines. True, that's like true. the talent. Fair. 
they drafted very well. Thayer, yeah. And that that period of time from hey, I 84. Thayer, I asked Thayer on the stage. I said, how many snaps you got left in you? We need some. Right. We, need, we yeah. might. Well. He did. <laughs> but that my point is that that team, that era, like 85 is one of the best years ever. But from 84 to about 88, is a, they had a good run. They just couldn't finish it off. That's all. But this was it was fun to just look this stuff up and try to you know figure out like man I'm glad you still got me zoomed in because I'm just in disgust. Hey, you know what though? I gotta say this: the whole chat has has agreed this was trash from the perspective of. Hey, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Nobody's sitting here calling what Joel did trash. Hey, this is hey people say he needed a raise. Trash. Hey man, we will have this list posted on the channel. As well. <laughs> <laughs> we got this is so bad. Oh man, appreciate you oh, being a show in love. That's pretty much all I've got to give for this week, man. We will not be back. Well, kid, I think you said you're gonna do something Monday, right? We're gonna do some basketball on Monday, man. We're gonna try to mix it up just a little bit, something light. I know uh, I know some people in the Discord have been talking basketball. It's a lot of the other stuff out there. Plus, you'll probably get some uh get some content over there on PK Talks NBA, just to, just to mix it up a little bit because it's only so much speculation you can have for football. At this point, I just kind of want to see what happens on the field, but I know we got to talk about it Tuesday through Friday leading up to it. So, Thanks, um, Coach. Thanks, Baki. Appreciate you guys. We will uh, we will be back as a full-on show Tuesday, uh, bringing more content, more Bears talk. Uh, Packers week coming up, so stay tuned in with us for that. Stay, stay locked in with everything I got going over on ESPN as well. I believe the podcast is up now over on the ESPN Chicago app. So tune into that, and we will have the top 10 Chicago Bears quarterbacks of all time list up. God, it's bad. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Appreciate you guys for showing love. Justin Fields, I love how you started off with like, hey, Justin, just do anything, and we'll put you on this list. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Peace. <laughs> Nice buns, soft, fluffy, and ultra low net carbs. Discover Hero Bread, the delicious ultra low net carb bread with incredible taste and texture. Hero Bread has zero grams of sugar and is under 100 calories per serving, plus high in fiber with 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Order from hero.co now and get 10% off your first purchase with promo code AH10. That's 10% off with code AH10. H E R O.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.